West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Empty Out the Clip podcast, the EOTC, straight out of the heart of West Auckland. My name is Cams, and I'm here with the brothers, Lady and Yash. What's up, Busos? What's up, what's Good, up? Cheers. <laughs> man, I'm liking that sun behind you, uh, Let's. And it's been a beautiful day today, man. Beautiful day. See, either that or go fight off with myself in the sunroom, bro. Take this any day of the week, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to start with you, Yash. Let's do some shout outs. Let's go. Shout out to the Otolvo Maranui PIC, we just came from the prize giving, and man, they spoiled uh, all the kids and the teens, and um, yeah, and all the Sunday school teachers and stuff, they did yeah, do a great job with the kids, and with the education, and then also all the gifts and stuff like that. It's a bit overboard, but I guess, I guess, no, you know, it comes from the heart, eh? love, showing their love, and care for the kids like the young ones and then like the little bit older like and then the teens and stuff like that so nah did a great job throughout the year and then finishing off with a nice prize giving today and feeding that so yeah Feliki Yasam Lamepa and all those involved yeah they yeah, really enjoyed today and the, the the stuff throughout the year um yeah so shout out to all those guys nice those Oh man, I didn't have many shout outs, but I just wanted to make you one one nice, clear, extreme shout out to my bro, Naden. Some of the boys from Kerry came out, got a haircut, and it must have been like quarter to 11. Usually, like, if you know the sun, how it beams out on my property, it's usually like 11 o'clock. That's the time, beer o'clock. It's either beer or but um, beer. <laughs> oh man, because not many people come through and want a cold beer, because I had some Steinlugger's classic in the, um, in the fridge, man. But shout out to my bro, man. He's never had chicken back, so I thought to myself, you know, tell the girls to get some chicken back, and we'll look after the, the Ufo. So, nah, mad shout out to my bro, Nate, man, because I've done the floor of the studio now, so that's pretty much sort of like the breaking in of the floor. He didn't want to step on it, so I just said, oh, sweet ass. But yeah, he shout out to my bro. Um, his missus rung, then the mum rung, and he, and he still made it up to um, a 30th that he was supposed to get to, so it's pretty good, man, considering he's um, almost 30, and um, yeah, still hard to to get a hold of but um yeah and shout out to all my all the loyal customers still coming through the bubbles um yeah it's, it's getting to that time of the year man when it's like real real hot and it's i might as well start opening up at like six o'clock in the morning now you know because it's like too bright you know what i mean it's like eight o'clock seems late in the mornings mm. yeah and probably my last shout outs to my vip um Josiah. so Josiah's, he's my my day one i've been cutting him up since he was probably about nine He's 24 now, so yeah. he's still keeping a loyal way. It's just funny how the change of hairdos over the years. But yeah, shout out to that guy and his family. Yeah, that wraps up my shout outs. Sweet also, um, I'm trying to make a shout out to uh, uh, everyone that listens into the Western Network podcast, especially the EOTC. Um, go check out our content on on, on Facebook. We've got a like, Facebook group page, the EOTC Inside the Clip Facebook group page. Um, you gotta, it's a private page, so you got to answer the free questions. Security will let you in, and there's your chance to drop some comments or post some articles, and we'll discuss it on the podcast. Right, boys, uh, let's get down to how has your week been? We'll start with you, Yash. Yeah, I had a good 
good week. It was the last um, week, last week of school work. So we had a nice like prize giving at school, and then um, staff put on a mean feed and some drinks and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a really nice touch. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys can remember, but I don't remember like. Everybody was pretty, everyone was crying, eh, at the, the farewells, intermediate, like, everyone was real sad and stuff, and, yeah, I got a little bit, um, teared up there, but I, co- I couldn't show it, I couldn't show it, I'm one of these ones, you can't show weakness, <laughs> but, nah, it was, um, it was sad, like, you know, saying farewells, but, and, and, and it's good, too, they, yeah, they have a thing at Henderson where everyone comes underneath the, the covering there, and then everyone... You know, there's the hugs and handshakes and all that stuff. But no, it was nice, eh? It was wish all the wish all the kids good luck, you know, to their where they whatever schools they're going to and some are moving away. So, you know, you make some connection. Even like two of the boys that were giving me like a hard time when I first joined, like for a few months. Like they even came and gave me a hug and that. So it was it was cool. It was that was a f- nice farewell. And then my kids finishing up I like their sports, I guess, for the for the year. Like, you know, because they have a break over Christmas and New Year's. So, like, T-ball and what's it called? Uh, athletics and that. Yeah, finishing up those things. So, everything's wrapping up for a few weeks. So, I've got to figure out a way to keep keep the kids busy, keep them active and all that sort of stuff. And then, oh, yeah, it was cool. My um, my cousin, my um, an Aussie, Izzy, um, his kids playing over in the Global Sevens yesterday. Oh, over the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, thing today as well. So it was good. We, we went out and saw, uh, went and watched a couple of the games yesterday out at uh, King's College. So, um, yeah, Lani and uh, Tay, they're playing, uh, Tavita, Tavita family, they're playing uh, for like an Aussie Tongan team. Yeah, so that was cool. Goes to see them. Like, I think the last time, I saw one of them before she played, she came over for, like, um, a league tournament, uh, playing for Tonga uh, before, but I hadn't seen the young one. But then 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 get to see them often, so it was always, it's always good, you know, the aunties and them, we all went out and support and stuff like that, so, nah, it was cool, it was a good, it was a good day, and um, hopefully try to catch them before they shoot off tomorrow, but, yeah, that's what, yeah, then prize giving today, so. Been busy time wrap, wrapping up things and finishing up stuff. So, well, good times, good vibes, good vibes in the air. Sun, sun's out, sun shining. So, yeah, enjoy enjoying this uh, time of the season, uh, time of the year. Yeah, I don't remember um, crying at um, my last day of even my last day of primary or even my last day of high school. I remember yeah. uh, hating all my teachers and didn't, <laughs> didn't give a damn uh, what, <laughs> about any of that. So, I was happy to be out of school and. And move, moving on. So, and I don't remember anyone else like crying in my year too. Like, I don't think it was a thing. Hey, it's it's it's, it's interesting you said that because I've heard I've heard it before. I mean, in recent times, but not when I was at school. I don't think there's any of that. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, me too. Like, I I wasn't sad when I left. I was sort of happy to be honest. But I wasn't a big school guy. Like, I was just there to play sports, really. But I wasn't sentimental. Like now I'm old. Like I feel like I've got a soft. And I get a bit more like sentimental, but like emotional stuff. But but yeah, I was the same as you, camps. I wasn't really like sad primary and high school and stuff like that. It was like, but yeah, I'm at the moment. I get a little bit sentimental, but yeah, not growing up. What about you, Les? Did you get like that or? 
Yeah, yeah. I was just telling uh, my daughter Kyle. She yeah, she told me that they had half day on Friday, and she said, "I'm not." I sort of wonder about like there'll be a lot of kids that you might not see till high school or till after high school, you know? Yeah. So that's probably why a lot of the admissions there. But nah, primary man. I was like an admission wreck, man, because one of my best mates, um, he stopped talking to me the last month of school, man. He literally sat like two desks away from me, just ignored me, man. And I remember on the last day of school, like we were the last two in the class, like it was time to go outside and have our, or the last, I think it was like, or the last, all the students who weren't moving on from Bedford came out and just did one big chair. That was it, you know, but we were the last to leave. And bro, I remember that dude, like, just gung yeah, but I remember saying to him, Sorry, like I just said, sorry, I had to sort of say, like, but I'm not gonna see you. And like from then, I hadn't seen him all of intermediate, all of high school. I only seen him once. So it was nice to just tie that day end off, but I'd seen his brother like a few times. But yeah, no, I remember being upset that day because I remember like, bro, bro, I'll never get to see you again. So I wanted to say sorry. This dude was crying. And then I remember there was a girl that I used to pick on, but I obviously liked her back then, you know. You know, when you're a kid, you bully gangies and it's your sort of way of saying that you like them. Hmm. But, like, we had to make make paper mache um, plates and decorate them. And, man, poor thing, she had to give her one to me, man. And I was being, you know, here's me being a guy to her. But I remember her crying, giving it to me. And I felt bad, you know. So going into intermediate, I didn't want to be the way I was at primary. So, yeah, stuff like that, bro. Why, why did your mate um, not like you, did you? Um, what did you think? Um, I think he thought I said something about him in front of the older girls, but nah, yeah. I think someone eventually told him, nah, this your boy, man. He wouldn't do you like that. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just funny, Because, eh? yeah, I hadn't seen him all of intermediate, all of high school. I ain't seen him once, bro. Yeah. And it's funny, I called him by his mum's name, me. Eh? <laughs> so <laughs> we do back in the day, man. Just call each other by your parents' names. Uh, no, it was, it was funny. Like, oh, was, oh, sorry, one more thing, um. Like, cause me and um, Sulu, like, we went around and gave our last inspirational words. You know what I mean? Like your last <laughs> before your for your class, and like we we sort of did one the day before, but like the we had time, like, so we were just trying to like, kill time, you know, before the bell rang and stuff. So he started telling his story, and I'm like, oh shit, what am, what am I gonna talk about? I already told my cool story yesterday, so then I was like trying to dig through my brain, and I was like, oh. The movie, movies, go to the movies, and then uh, my one of my favorite movies. Uh, uh, I think you like it too, Cam's the the Bronx Tale, a Bronx Tale, and you know there's nothing worse than wasted talent. I started telling that story, and um, you know the one where at the end where um, his mates are trying to get revenge on the black guys, and they mm. they, they 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 have the bomb, and then, and then the, they end the up car blowing, blows up, eh? Yeah, and he didn't jump in the car. Yeah. I I told that story, yeah, and I was like, hey, you know. Maybe seems a bit dramatic, but you know you're gonna make this big decisions in your life and stuff. <laughs> I was just funny, eh? like talking about how like it's life and death. <laughs> my last words with Timmy, well, I was crack up. I was just laughing in my own mind, like well, you know the story. I had to, you know just a parting words sort of thing. Yeah, but that was my last story to the kids, eh? But that was listening. I felt like I, I did just a take that away with them, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I did all right. Like everyone was quiet. I had like some good eye engagement from the kids. So I don't know if they were like leaving. Like is this guy telling his propeller stories and stuff. I don't someone, know. Someone, one of the kids got to have to watch it and be like, I remember the story. Uh, the teacher's told us the story. 
<laughs> but no, no, sorry. It was just I just thought that was funny. Just you know, when you think, oh man, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And I thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How about you, uh, Let's. How was your week? Um, wasn't really productive. Eh? But shout out to my bro Knocker. Um, owns the uh, big yellow trailer at the Avondale Market. Um, banana pancakes, man. If you want to support the bro and his family, they're always there on the hustle every Sundays. But um, no, since I've hit the holding, man, I probably went and picked it up. I went and got a warrant. I went and picked up a trailer. And from that day, literally a day after I got the warrant, fuck, the window wouldn't go up. The passengers went there. So I've been using my blazer um, cover. That's a bag. Just put it over the window. It's good enough for me. But then the door handle. Couldn't open the door handle. It was like, love it. Like, you know, like we try and close it. Try to YouTube it. Google it. It's not working. I ended up using like a spring hook going around the headrest of the car and back around the handle. So the officer said, just come over. Like, I went over and the man was just giving me shit about like not going over the day it was longer. So he was like, oh, how long has it been done? Okay, about two months. <laughs> He's like, two months since the window's been down. He probably didn't want damage to it. But now he managed to put the window back up. So now, yeah, bless my old, my bro, man. Um, we go way back here for like high school, high school days. But he's a man of many talents, man. And just one of them is giving me a good lectures about my old man's car and and then fixing it, you know, and not letting shit just get there, get, you know, wrecked and not trying to attempt to fix it. Yeah. So I was supposed to go for a bike ride this, this afternoon. But man, after having a few beers with Nate yesterday, I can feel my foot and my knee. It's like saying, mate, you need to drink more water. So now nah, just having the braver yesterday, it was good, man, because I believe in like the little... um. The little goals that you set, like, you know, I told my wife, I think I might have a barbie. I might just have a few beers because I've seen people, like, not celebrate the little wins. The fact that I've got all the timber here, ready to go. I just need to get some um, builder's paper membrane for when I put the framing up this week. That's the goal this week. Um, oh, yeah, we had Josh come over during the oh, week. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. Mr. Simon yeah. during the week. Yeah. <laughs> that's, most, that's probably the most productiveness I've been. Was oh, it? Yeah. Especially because I was all amped up and then sat, started watching the movie. Started watching the movie you said to watch, Cams. And I got to like maybe 15 minutes. Was that leave the wall behind? Leave the wall behind. Got to there. Got 15 minutes, bro. Then my eyes started to do this. My muffler. <laughs> the guys knocked on the door. I was like, ah, did I just want to sleep? But nah, I haven't watched the whole movie, man. Because my missus, she started watching um, Below Deck. Because I've watched most of the seasons, about season seven, she started watching like eight, seven. So, yeah, man, when she starts watching it, I just end up sitting there watching it with her. So, fuck, I'm like, man, looking at all the stumbles sitting on the deck, and I need to clear the deck. So, that's going to be the goal this week. But now I was just happy the break came over. Already. Like, I appreciate him coming out because it's like when I say stuff and I've cut us here, it's like he comes over to check if I've done it. Because yeah. I said I gotta get the floor done, man. But I gotta go get the, I gotta go get the floor joists. And he goes, Oh yeah, you got all the work. And I go, Yeah, I just Yeah. I just haven't had the time to go to the to the um to Bunnings. But yeah, shout out to my bro Bilo came up last week, eh, cause he came and picked up my truck and the rush was to sort of get pick up all that timber off the truck before I had um given it to him to use. But yeah. I need that pressure, eh, like, cause I'm not doing much. I'm just trying to run the straight house, but I've only probably cooked like twice this week. But yeah, I think 
I don't know what's wrong with me, eh? It's just too comfortable. But yeah, I could, I could be doing better things, man, but at the moment, bro, just, this heat's just not doing us any favors, eh? Need some pressure, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I've already said it here, man. I, oh, this week, I'll be getting on to doing three walls at least. I told you too, Yash, that if I, I need to get two walls up, yeah, I've just been procrastinating just with buying um, tools online. It's like I see a deal, then I just uh, get to the car. I'm like, ah, oh, stuff it because the window went go up. But now that the window is up, I got no excuses. But might as well just cut this all by hand. That can be my golingi for the rest of the week. Nice, nice news. Hey man, I had a good week. Eh? I'm glad that this this was the last week of a full week of work. And uh, Monday, <laughs> so I was I'm still counting down the days of holiday, man. Because man, I just want to relax. Eh, just over this year, eh, over over this working year. So. This week was last week of work, full week of work, and three more days. Last day of work for me is on Wednesday. Then I got mm-hmm. our work party on Thursday, which is all all day. So looking forward to that. So that's cool. But um, I, um, besides that, I had a, a a wedding yesterday. So a good friend of mine from work, he he tied the knot with his partner. Uh, they've been out for six years. Um. They're gay, so oh, wow. so it was my first uh, ever time attending uh, a gay wedding, and uh, man, it was a cool. Way I mean, it's cool because I haven't been to one before, but it was interesting the way they, you know, the, the way you have a a gay wedding, you know, you're expecting a bride and that, but then, you know, there's no bride, you know, and then it was funny because I went when I went to to buy a card, I was struggling to <laughs> to find a, a card that says like, you know, that doesn't have any mention of a of a bride so you gotta get a you know you gotta get get that best, best wishes yeah best wishes or <laughs> happy, happy wedding day so i did find a card that's just said happy wedding day in the front of two cocktail glasses and that was it there was no um picture of a bride and groom or anything so that was cool i got that but um yeah man it was good but um it was cool because when they had the, the speeches at, at the wedding it was interesting because they acknowledged um people that didn't attend because of their religious um, beliefs, you know they mm. acknowledge that they acknowledge people that are, were at the wedding that have these religious beliefs but still attended the wedding as well, which yeah. was interesting. Um, the guy I work with, the guy he married, his parents did not attend the wedding and he acknowledged that too because they his parents did not believe in their marriage as well. So yeah, well that was kind of it, it wasn't awkward. It wasn't awkward because you think you know they would say all the stuff would be awkward, but, but there was none of that. It was a uh, it was a fun wedding. A lot of um, there were a lot of jokes in that, saying in the in the speeches in that, which made it kind of um, distracting, I think, as well. But it's sort of still you still were made to think about those other those other dramas happening in the in the background, you know. But now it was cool. it was cool, but it was um. It was, it was only a small wedding there, the reception, and it was man, it was it was funny because if you guys ever go to a, a barangu a barangu wedding, and the, and there's free alcohol, like unlimited supply of alcohol, it's funny when you go to a barangu wedding because you you, you notice that during the end of the of the night, no one's there to get drunk. You know, everyone starts drinking their their cups of water. You know, everyone gets to that tippy stage and then stops. You know, and then they just go home. Because I swear, it was half past nine, 
And half the wedding went home. Half the people that came to the reception, they went home. Surely and there I, was one drunk uncle there. <laughs> There's got to be one drunk uncle. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There was, there was no drunk nah? uncle there. Oh damn! But it was it was funny because you know if it was island if it was island the wedding, and they said there was free uh, the bars open all night, no one would be going home, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking, man. If you could, it's like the um, the difference uh, made me think. Okay, so the difference between Pacific Island wedding and a Balangu wedding, it's almost like the the alcohol thing is down on the priority list when it comes to a Balangu wedding. Eh? It's like it's not their main kind of thing. It's oh. like there, but it's not like no. Some some families would be into. You know what I mean? Like just like yeah. Some yeah would be like they they like to have a drink like to have a beer and stuff like that. Some would be it would be and then some wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like mm. just like some islander families aren't like cut out, but I don't yeah. know, man. I've been to some weddings, and I think when you get invited to a, such an occasion, you gotta be on your best behavior, man. Yeah, you know, because I look at it like very if, if, if like you're being invited to a wedding. You don't want to be known like the Sione's wedding guys. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, yeah, I, I think like, like at my wedding, we had a shitload of elks. There was enough alcohol there for three, three solid days of, like, we walked, we came back home at least with like maybe 10 or 12 crates of wine. Like, to me, it was like, it's better to over cater wine than to under cater because then you hear everyone bitching, man, and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. But like, yeah, by the time our session finished, like by the time we left, it was like probably quarter to ten. But our wedding started at like two in the afternoon, man. Like, how much liquor can you drink, especially in the sun? Like, the whole purpose of having flutes and canopies is to lighten the palate, get tipsy, and be happy. Go you listen to your live band. Fuck it, everyone's on it. But when it comes to formalities, that's when you know, oh yeah, amateurs, eh? Because you need a freshen up, man. That's why they have the water station. But nine times out of ten, man. You know, the Pacific are still talking while the, while the speech is going on. Yeah. My friends are old school, man. They see someone playing up, they're going to go, shh. Tell the table to shut up. Get rid of them, you know? That's what well, 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 you guys had um, weddings. Did you guys have any serious wedding type people at, at your wedding? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> my, my first cousins and my brother, man. But, <laughs> but they knew, like, they knew, like, when it came to the speeches, like, I think... Because they were both there, like, not with their partners. So they just knew, like, it was round for round. But, like, we were told, like, oh, these guys are excessive drinking. But we're like, oh, it's, it's listed. Like, you know, there's a couple of these tables. They're going to, they're not going to eat. So we're not paying for them to eat. Like, they're just there about to drink. So, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, when I get to speech, it's like, if my dad's going to get up and speak, yeah, yeah shut up, mate. Because then you'll have nowhere to sleep. But, nah. I think some, yeah, some, I know, some weddings, eh, some people are amateur, but it depends what culture it is, too. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a couple where they, they didn't drink hard, eh? Like, Islander ones as well. It was a bit uh, boring, boring, to be honest, but, but, um, <laughs> but no, nah, it was still nice. It was like a nice wedding, but you didn't, you know, I don't know, you, you didn't feel like, I don't know, you didn't get that, you didn't walk away from it going, man, that was mean, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, that was a nice day, it was... It was, a, it was a touching moment when someone said, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, if I was to get remarried again to my wife, I wouldn't change much because 
it's all about food. I think how the bride looks, it should be all about how she looks. Food, alcohol, and band DJ. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Like, even my mum was like, tell me how much this band and this, this tab's going to cost. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. You probably started eight, eight grand. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to my oh man, my brother-in-law passed away, and he hooked it up because we must have spent at least fifteen hundred bucks just on wine. But that was discounted from Gilmore's man. And shit, there was probably at least forty crates. And to come home with twelve, that's pretty good effort considering only eighty people on my side went, and that was pretty much only two tables drinking. So it's a lot yeah. of wine. Yeah, well, for my wedding, I I just sort of like. Yeah, my wife and her family pretty much organized most of it. Like, I wasn't too fast, eh? On, um, yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was just along for the ride. <laughs> I'm not, I don't really, like, I just was there to get married, but, you know, whatever made them and the family, because, like, they were more like, oh, we have to do things certain ways and things like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy, then all good. Like, I wasn't too fast, eh? So it was good. Yeah. Like, everyone, they were happy, I was happy, and, Wife was happy and mm. I mean, everyone had a good time, but I wasn't like, oh, no, nah, I want to do this, I want to do that, or any of that stuff. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever makes you happy, eh? And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, eh? The least amount of responsibility, just you know, <laughs> over done with. Get it over and done with. <laughs> just we, the goal at the end is to get married. So. Yeah. My wife was happy and her parents and stuff, so yeah. that, was, that was all good. And my mom, nice. you know, she, she, my mom's pretty easy. She's not fussed. Like, as long as there's like church stuff and that, then my mom will be happy. You know, then mm. pr- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's neat, though. Your first ever gay wedding, man. I wish I, I wish I had gone to one. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, eh? Because it's not what you expect today. Eh? But it was funny because, because what, what I, what I, I got a hint from, from my my workmate that he was gonna do because it was like a un. Because, you know, it's not a traditional wedding like a bride and groom, right? It's a gay wedding. So you can change anything you want, you know? It's not a traditional thing. So what what he did was, if you're you're a female coming to the wedding, he encouraged everyone to wear their bride's dress, if they have one. So the female was wearing a white dress for the woman. They wore, like, a wedding dress? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was that. And then when they did the speeches, you know, it was... It was pretty. It was pretty funny because cause they were swearing and that and threw in a few swear words in there, which, which is pretty cool. Because it's it's different now. It's different. Yeah. They even got a bit uh, told some sexual stories, you know, which was <laughs> pretty awkward with the old people with the winning too. But you know, it's you know you you're gonna expect all that, now. so it's well, pretty I cool to see it. Is, <laughs> is what um Jerome Lloyd did at uh, Burns Old's winning. So oh yeah. You can pretty much. <laughs> my my sister got uh my sister married her uh she's uh was it I don't know what, what you say she she married a girl it was an Aussie I didn't go um but if it was in New Zealand I probably would have went it's just but I don't I don't believe in that stuff but I don't um like I hang out with, I've got gay friends and family and stuff from hang out and all that but i don't i don't believe in that i believe in like god and stuff but i don't like just be always i always believe in you know being respectful and good to everyone you know so that's what they want to do that's what they want to do but um yeah i didn't go it was more just like the cost of flights and all that sort of stuff and if i was here i probably would have went my mom my mom's like she's had a catholic so she doesn't 
she doesn't. Um, she probably wouldn't have went if it was here either. But yeah, it's a tricky one, eh? Sign of the times, I think too. Eh? Like, I think they mentioned in the speeches that they were glad, happy that New Zealand has has got that law, which allows gay marriages. Mm. Oh yeah, man. That was me for this whole week. Okay, boys, uh, let's get to our topic. So, I saw on the news on, on Monday, because we, we had this discussion last episode with Alex about the, uh, the government policies around around the Maori language, how they're holding back a few things, trying to save money and all that. And, and that was just, we had that talk on that episode, and then the next day, off the back of the, the protests, uh, some protesters um, sort of made their way into Te Papa Museum. The sky is there as like um, workers, so they had the high on, and they all walked in. I think there were seven or eight of them, and their target was the um, the Treaty of Waitangi display. Now it's a two story; it's, it's two walls facing each other, about two stories high, and they've got two boards with the Treaty of Waitangi on one side. You got um, the two walls are facing each other. On one side, you got the Treaty of Waitangi in the Maori language, and on the other side, you got the Treaty of Waitangi in the English language, right? It's in these. Um, it's it's written on these wooden boards that are two stories high. Well, these guys came in, abseiled down the English version of the treaty, started vandalizing it by spray painting the words off and all that kind of stuff. So I think the museum caught onto it. They caught the police. The police came, arrested them. But that was part of the protest that you know the English version is, is not the correct is not the correct version of the treaty and it shouldn't be there. So that was the whole reason for um for doing that. That's off the back of what's been going on. In the country, like I said, we talked about this before last episode about the the protests and the Tereo, how they're holding back on that on certain things. Any thoughts on that? No, well, so much for a peaceful protest there. Eh? But I think in terms of being hushed, eh, like I'm, I'm not Maori. I don't know how a lot of Maori people might be taking this, but I mean, if they're trying to strip, if they're trying to strip away these buildings or like change them back, you know, that's pretty much taking us backwards. Eh? We want to be seen. Like these Maori names being used, even these like areas, man. If you're gonna make some noise, they can win a battle the right way, I suppose. You can't, you can't handle them, mate, because um, Tereo should be the first language. It is the native tongue of this this land. I don't, I don't know why the government have used like erasing um, the policy and like how they use and trying to save money. I think that's a, it's a, it's almost a gimmick to sort of hide that the fact that they don't wanna be calling buildings by Maori names, you know? Hmm. Uh, yeah. This argument's not going to get old, eh? It's going to be one of those ones being around for ages. Yeah, because I remember last episode we talked about this. I don't know if you heard it. Um, I don't know if you heard last episode, Yash, but to me, what's happening, because if you, you heard on news all the protests, what the government's doing, they're trying to um, take back all the... the, the, the they're trying to take back all the government departments that have Maori names and change them back to English names just because there are a lot of people don't understand what they mean or can't pronounce the words. And and to me, it's like, that's a step backwards because why you want to like go back on something that's already been done, you know? Why yeah, can't we, yeah. we just move forward? It's like a waste of time, you know? I mean, what's the point of all that? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, they've, we've made a step forward by changing some of the names and then it's like a waste of time and resources of changing it back. Like, just keep moving in that, that direction. It's really... Like, there's a lot of momentum and a lot of good things are happening. It'll become normal, like, before people know it. It, it doesn't take long, you know what I mean? Before 
it doesn't yeah. take long to learn a name, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's taking a step backwards, uh, and it's just a waste of resources and stuff too Absolutely. to go back. So, so part of the um, vandalizing of that display at Te Papa was, so um, David Seymour, oh, is David Seymour? I'm not sure. David Seymour, he wants to have a referendum for everybody to vote yes to um, make the Treaty of Wainsangi into one meaning. Because at the moment, you got the you got the Maori version of it and the English version, and they both have different translations. So mm. what um, David Seymour wants to do is he wants to start all over again and make the make the treaty one meaning, just one one interpretation, one meaning instead of having you know having two. Now the part of the part of the protest of vandalizing the English part of the treaty is because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't say at all what the treaty should be. I don't know what the details are. But apparently they're saying the English version is incorrect, it's racist, and the Maori version is correct. So if we want to change the treaty, just don't worry about the English version of it. Just have the, the Maori version. Just translate the yeah, Maori version. Yeah. Ooh, it's... yeah. It's hard, it's hard to, um, like I've, I mentioned last episode, like, yeah, maybe it might be good to get all the, um, you know, the chief of every, every like, um, iwi in the land and get them to sit down and, and translate it. But it's going to tra- be translated different anyways. But like after thinking about it, like with a week to sit on it, they'll never. I don't think we would ever have a referendum where it's about because you're gonna have all these singers in Afrikaans giving on their five cents about it. Like, you know, just leave it, man. Like, to me, it's like for them to take back whatever, like the government bought in. That's like erasing history. Kapo Panga was bought out with the slate that shit. We're going forward. We are another Kapo Panga. Everyone knows who the All Blacks are. They they use couple pango when they've gone to the World Cup, and we've got coming to it's just a changing of the times, man. But mm. yeah, we're going backwards if they decide to do all that shit. Eh? Mm. I don't think a referendum. How about we just go back and revisit some stuff that past government have promised us, and start from there. There's no point trying to make some more bullshit over nothing, and then turn it into sort of a ploy to sort of get more votes. Mm. It seems like they just it's been sitting with them for a while. And they're just trying to bite their time while they get a, before they get evicted, you know. Hmm. Well, speaking, are we going to say something else? Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on this like topic matter, but yeah, I think like yeah, if you keep like if they create another thing, um, it can get watered down or lose meaning, and then there's still going to be arguments anyway. So I agree with what you're saying. Let's like just sort of revisit certain parts or aspects. And sort of make some of those parts clear because you can always, it's always going to end up in a bit controversy of like uh, this and that and whatnot. So yeah, I don't think it's good to to create a whole new thing because then there's going to be a whole new uh, argument, a whole mm. new. It's just going to be a whole different thing, and mm. there's never going to be fully fully peace around it anyway. You know, it will take a lot of time and energy and thinking and meetings and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah i think um just revisiting certain past aspects that need to be addressed and things like that um, that's my opinion on the, on that matter Mm-mm. one thing i found interesting was we were talking about how the government is bringing back a few things um taking taking away what what labor has done one of the things was the 90 day um work trial 
Remember the National had that when John Key was there? When Labour came on, they took it away. And now National's back. They're bringing it back. So what the 90-day trial is that any business can hire someone for 90 days and can, you know, they can drop them or or carry on. So they've got 90 days to make that decision. Mm. Now, the if you listen to both sides of the argument, you see the, the Labour side say that it's not fair. Because businesses can have, you know, free, uh, you know, can have free, like, you know, have guys for ninety days and and drop them with, with no, no, no reason and have that ninety days to to pay them low wages and get someone yeah. else. Yeah. So that's that argument. The other argument, the the national side of things, is that they they don't believe that's the case because it takes more for a business to drop someone and to hire someone else. Like, if he is a good worker. You keep him, right? If yeah. you if you drop him just want just because you want to save money to get another worker in and train him up, you, that's it's not good because you're you're losing more money. Yeah. So yeah. so that's the other argument. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, it's, I remember that actually, and then I remember like this new way, like people are being like work workplaces are being stuck with certain people eh, that are mud, mm. and the, and the mud people know it. And they're like, you know, they can't get rid of me or, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, I can see it from that perspective. Like, the workplaces are like, oh, this this guy sort of got us by the ball sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you want to be able to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to make it fair fully. But, um, yeah, because you do want to be able to cut people, you know what I mean, if they're not doing their job mm. and prove, you know, but you have time to prove that. You know, you are contributing and adding value to the workplace and yeah. all that stuff, you know, like you're not just um, doing the bare minimum, getting by, just, you know, that type of thing. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, for the first time, I think I agree. I agree. Like, maybe that's just my mindset now that I'm older and I've always, like, always sort of wanted to test myself even a bit more. Because when you're young, all you want to do is just get paid, go get, dr- go get drunk, play footy, then then, all right, sweet, I got a job. That's your mentality when you're young. So in 90 days, if you really want to prove yourself, if you got something to work for, bro, you've got 90 days to show what you're worth. Mm. Unforeseen circumstances of that is that if you're good, and then, yeah, people take advantage of your your ability to do all the job, but then they don't want to give you permanent. That's where it's unfair. But in terms of, like, how many days you need to prove yourself, shit, it only takes a week. If you come every day on time, then take long breaks and all the rest of it. Shit, you're a keeper. Yeah. So mm. I think it is one of those things, eh? Because usually it's a year. If you go past like 10 months and you're still not permanent, you're going into a year. That's where it gets shady, eh? That's where you should be like, well, fuck, you know, I've been working here for a year. I should mm. keep, I should already be on either from casual to like casual with entitlement of a permanency or I should be entitled to the next permanent. Yeah. Um, vacancy at the place mm. so 90 day that 90 day issues and if you're confident in yourself fuck you should be able to prove yourself in the future yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah something more we're... i don't think any um what's it called i don't think any unions would be wanting to jump on that bandwagon at the moment because you, know, you can it's, it's, a, it's proven there's a whole lot of guys just dragged their fucking feet the yeah, whole yeah, 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 yeah. and they're getting paid well so that 90 days just man, if you know you're worth it say yes mm. to it because You'll be a keeper anyways, you know? 
it's not that hard to be able to tell, eh? Like, even as a worker or, like, the boss, like, everyone can see and feel if the person's good, eh? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, man, this, this guy or this girl is awesome or, you know, that type of thing. It's like, yeah, like you said, it doesn't even take that long, eh? To know yeah. if the person's a keeper or not. Yeah, like a week and you're like, oh, nah, this, this person's a good fit. You know, they work hard and good team player and stuff like that. So, no, yeah, I think that. that's a good thing. But even well. in a business point of view, I mean, you're taking steps backwards if you have to let someone go and, and train up an, a new person. No, nah, but mean, if they're useless, you're not really losing anything. Yeah, yeah, they're useless. You get rid of them, obviously. Yeah. But then that it's a step back still to hire someone else. If they, I think you know some, some smart businesses will know that, and and to let someone go is the last thing on their mind. You know that's why they have these interviews at the start to mm. to see if they're you know if they're the right person for the job. And then you get past the interview, you get the job. How are they working? You know, yeah. if they work hard for ninety days, that's why the ninety day trial thing is pretty good. Like. Mm. The, you know, or like like I'm watching gear and Filipinos. I'm gonna say, yeah, and gears and Filipinos, bro. Breeze through the interview, breeze through the CV, put them on the floor, guy, boom, man. Like, literally, <laughs> like you scratch your head and you ask yourself, like, pin pusher, pin pusher, you know, and you try and give them the benefit of the doubt by trying to help them out and learn it. And like, you know, nothing's happening. What if you're thinking, fuck, get rid of them, man, waste mm. of time, yeah, because then you're putting all the energy, like you're saying, kid, you put all the energy into training them for nothing. So mm-hmm. you end up with someone anyways. Yeah, it's not good for the business, is it? Like, you know, high any... turnover is not good for business, eh? Well, oh, I mean, uh, like having like useless people as well. Like, you want to be able to try to find those aces, eh? Like, get rid of them so you can find someone good, even though it'll yeah. t- cost you a bit of time. But yeah. to have someone good, man, like that's like a massive aim. So, but you can sense a filter through it all. You know, that's why, yeah. like, if you ask the right questions, that. Um, at an interview, like they should be like empowering ones. They should be ones like, "Oh, we you see stuff in two years." So if you walk into an interview and you said, "Oh, man, give me the job where I'm sweeping the floor," I'll be fucking running, running the place. Someone with a mentality like that's gonna be, hey, oh, we'll see how this guy goes, and he'll prove it to you in the first week. If he comes in and be like, "Oh, yeah," if he's arm and iron, he's like, "Fuck, see how this guy handles the first week." <laughs> by the second week, you'll be fucking ringing and sick. I was like, "Oh yeah." 90 days is good enough for us, man. But I feel head to head, if you think about it, the 90-day trial is, is something to take a win for. Then losing 10 days of sick leave, mm. you know what I mean? If that was something that Labour implemented the last election, I'd rather they impl- let's go with the 90 days than lose your 10 days sick leave because, man, families need it, man. doesn't matter what rate you're on or how much money you earn. 10 days sick leave, that's... Pacifica, that's a win. That's mm. the big one the World Cup with 10 days. Yeah. It's five, bro. I don't know how many people lasted as long as they did for five days. It was six days, eh? Six days, eh? Six, yeah. It was five. Was it? Five, oh, five, five days, six, six no, days, but it was, it was like five days, man. What the hell? You get to the doctor, oh, you give you three days? <laughs> you got two left. It means you can't be sick for the whole year. Yeah. I was sticking to the topic of politics. Man, I've been watching on YouTube. You, you can watch the, um, the parliament debates on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and you might think it's boring, but no, it's fucking interesting. Yeah, and 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 crack up sometimes. There's one video I saw happened last week. It was a debate between Winston Peters and um, Te Pāti Māori. So one of the co-leaders for Te Pāti Māori, uh, Rawiri um, Waititi, he um, it's his time to speak, and he spoke. He stood up and he spoke in Māori, and he sat down, and then it was quiet. And then there I said, oh. Because Winston Peters was the head of the National Party, because his because thing wasn't there, um, 
Luxon wasn't there, so Mr. Peters had to do it. He just sat there and he didn't say anything. And then the, the, the left were waiting for a response. <laughs> and they were complaining, oh, Winston's supposed to say something back to... And Winston sort of, oh, well, I didn't... Um, well, he just spoke in Maori. I didn't have time to put my uh, tr- translator on. And the translator didn't have time, didn't probably know he was going to speak Maori. Translator's still trying to find his, his microphone to um, start translating. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Can you repeat the question? So there was a whole debate around that, like in in, in the house. Like if you're gonna say something in Maori, you have to like give everyone warning so they can right. get the translator ready and oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and blah blah blah. It's not a rude thing. He wasn't trying to be rude. He was just saying as a practical yeah. thing because yeah. most of the people in the house they don't understand Maori. They need to have a heads up, <laughs> and then yeah. the translator needs to have to have a heads up to start translating when they when they start talking. So there was a it was like a to and fro for two two minutes, three minutes about how the how how it's gonna be from now on. Which I found interesting because I mean, they, these guys worked it out before. Like, must be the first time sort of thing. Huh? But um, brilliant, man. But once Peter was funny because he said, he said, um, oh, he said, oh, because the argument was, well, you know, today was an official language of New Zealand. We we have to speak it. We we we're able to to speak it, and you should be able to respond. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they probably have to set it up so everyone can understand. Because at church, if um, because at uh, Church of Christ, like if you go to Samoan church and they see like some like Balinese or someone who they know or can't speak Samoan, they always have a translator because it's like, what's the point if you don't understand sort of thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they always have a translator, like because they know I don't really like um, like understand fully, like as any little bits and pieces and stuff like that. Mm. So. They always have like a translator, so that's good. Just so everyone can understand and respond appropriately. Yeah, like over time it will become more common and people will understand more and more. But we're not at that stage yet. So, but mm. over time, then hopefully, then you know people can understand more and more and be able to respond and today. Or, um, but yeah, we're not there yet. So, yeah, translator for sure. I was cracking up because once the Peter's even through in the audience, so he also said, "Oh." And don't forget the audience watching this on YouTube and everyone in New Zealand that are watching this, they can't understand as well. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he was just caught, eh? Because if he wanted to, someone could have translated from from inside the building. They could have translated it to him. But even when he said those last closing remarks about it, when people are watching from home, the chambers, the English translation will come up on the screen anyway. Mm. So he could have just watched the back, you know, and just delayed his answer. A few minutes. Oh, <laughs> just, just read the thing. Yeah, good on them for speaking to them, man. Yeah. It's time, man. There's no, there's no trying to suppress this culture now, man. We're immersing in it, you know, and we're celebrating it. This is like the best time to do it. It's like if you start doing this, oh, we'll, we'll just start changing the name of buildings now, nah, man. If these people, those people have they've waited too long, you know? Yeah, it's made, not, made not, too much progress, eh? Hey? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's progress. To go backwards, yeah, it's stupid. Okay, um, we'll go into the the Facebook um page. So, someone posted up the um story about the the dentist. Oh, it's Filippo. Yeah. So, uh, here, here's Filippo's post. Long story short, a lady providing details service in Kaikoui without a license to practice uh, uh dental services. On one hand, there is real need for it in the community, and she felt compelled to do this something to help. On the other hand, she was ill-equipped and probably poorly trained and there is a perception of profiting of vulnerable people. She clearly has the backing of the community, so instead of pushing her, uh, instead of punishing her, 
Why not provide the training and resource needed so she can do it properly into the standard that Tefatsu order requires? Your thoughts, boys? Did you read on that one, Yash? Uh, yeah, I had a quick read of that. Um, she must have watched Catch Me If You Can and Leonardo uh, DiCaprio thought, you know, saw there was a bit of a gap in the, you know, the healthcare system and was it a pun? A gap in the, no. a gap in the teeth, was it? <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, it's, it smells of fraud to me. It's not really the training thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, fraud, yeah, pretty much fraud for me. Man. I thought it was real interesting, like because um, I read it, then I jumped on YouTube because I remember the the um, it was in 2019. I remember the article. And it was good because Kira had studied it as well um, as part of one of her papers. And I was like trying to come up with the word, like which one was the word and what do you call it? Or like give an example of it. So if you think about it, eh, like people who get their teeth done, like, right? The people that are actually trained to go be dentists, it's not one or two years, five degree, more. These guys are six years deep into <laughs> something that they learn. So for her to go and open up like a, 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 a dental little service on the side of the road, like it's a selling suppers on the side of the road, it's like it pisses on all those people who put in the time to go get the degree and all the people that they actually take the time to go and up school and learn something like that. That's why I was trying to think, like, man, she crossed the line, eh? Like, when it comes to oral health, that is one of those things, man. Like, you can have, like, a abscess or something small in your teeth. The pain is horrific, man. So imagine... How many of those were done wrong? Like, you only heard of one person, she had, what, some dentures, then she couldn't even eat with them. But yeah, she owed um, working income, all that money, for a set of teeth that she couldn't even use. That, that enough as an example, was like, nah, this lady knew. This lady knew what she was doing was never right. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like, when Kira broke that down to me like that, I was thinking to myself, yeah, she knew what she was doing. And that's not right. Because I think about it like the skills that I've learned in my old job, what I, uh, you know, accrued over 18 years of doing the same job. Man, it's like someone pissing on my skill set, you know what I mean? It's like the same as someone coming into the barbers and like, going, oh, hey, I'll cut his hair up. And I'm like, hold up. Let's just see if you can, you know? And that's why you have that thread of, who do you work under? And you give them a call. You know. Well, these guys, bro, when it comes to your teeth, man, shit. That's not a joke, eh? Yeah. Because like... I think you just go on YouTube and look up like scary, um, like dentists put it wrong and see how it's almost like a scary movie, man. Like you don't play with that sort of stuff, you know. That's why dentists go to med school just like doctors and surgeons, man. They're they're a different class above the rest, you know. You, you got to respect that. Like that's not something where you just, oh yeah, two two years is enough, you know. That's not good enough, man. But yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's my It reminds me of those movies, you know, when the bad guy he gets shot but he can't go to the hospital. Just to go to those underground doctors, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, fix yeah. them up in the basement yeah. you know, of the house. Yeah. yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> yeah. But man, I wouldn't trust someone with no dental degree, man. Like, what are they going to do mm. for um the painkiller? Like, well, smoke mm-hmm. some weed after the operation, you know? Take your teeth out and then smoke some weed after that? Come on, mate. You can, you can pretend to be like, I don't know, like a... You know, kids face painter or just do, you know, like sort of stuff like that where it's harmless, you know what I mean? Like you're not hurting anybody or like pretend yeah. some like labor jobs, you know, yeah, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. And, but, you, you know, it's simple. You may be just moving things or 
stuff mm. like that. It's it's not hurting anyone, but stuff like that. We're messing with people's um, teeth and mouth and things like that. It's highly technical, eh? Man, a lot of courage, eh? To, <laughs> to do something like that. But yeah, other things you can just pretend. Like, yeah, no, I know what I'm doing, but it's not really, it's pretty sort of harmless, but yeah, not that, not that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's not for me. It's not, it's not for me either. All right, boys. Uh, what shall we get into next? Shall we get into um, Facebook of the Week? Have we got one? There's a few uh, different posts, eh? Oh, we got um, oh, the stuff on top. So I got uh, Filippo. He put up uh, a video of um, Winston Peters having an interview outside. Looks like a hotel, outside the entrance of a hotel. And uh, someone dude just comes up to him out of the blue, suddenly hugs him <laughs> in the middle of his interview, and he sort of gets the uh, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but in fact, Winston Peters looked at him, said, "Oh, sorry, I'm in the middle of a press conference." This ain't the label party, mate. <laughs> but obviously, the Salmon guy, he's a he's a voter. So he obviously looks like he voted for old Winnie. Mm. So. <laughs> uh, it's funny, eh? Must have, um, <laughs> I don't know if he got dead or something like that. I've seen there's another guy that's, been, that's from Instagram. It was a guy who caught a fish, eh? And he brings it right up to the boat. Brings it right up close to the boat. And I don't know why, but someone has that picture for the gram. <laughs> the guy's got a life life jacket on, but then he hops on the water. I think he must have thought like, oh, he can capture all of you in the water. But he actually hops into the water. But then the guy is like, okay, taking the photo. He's actually recording it. Eh? But then <laughs> he must be like freaking out, man. He's like freaking out. Like he's taking the photo and he's doing that go. So if you're the guy holding the camera, trying to hold onto the dude's hand and take the photo at the same time, like in your mind, you must be thinking, well, calm down first and I can take this photo. But what looks like a massive, monstrous fish must be like sleeping because then it wakes up, man. And then it starts flapping its gill. And then the guy in the water freaks out. But it's like he freaks out to let go. So what is he going to do, man? Because he can't swim. But he just freaked himself out. Surely that's for your book, away. Like jumping in the water, not knowing how to swim, and then asking the guy to hold on to his hand and take the photo at the same time. It's like, what's more important, man? Yo. Anything for the gram, eh? For the gram, bro. The other one I saw you put up, uh, let's, the guy trying to put the angel on the top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> so I just saw myself trying to do that. Eh? Like, Standing I'm on the chair. And he just drops, eh? Damn. <laughs> Herb is suddenly injured. That was like, like it fell on top of me. It's like on a chair and the chair's on the table, eh? And yeah. I think he's trying to hold the table. Didn't he oh. say he can hear the thing cracking or something? Oh, the table actually <laughs> snapped. Hmm. Yeah, man. But he should know, man. Like, that, t- that chair was not going to s- save him at all. He should have just let one of the kids jump up and do it, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, the other video he put up, Let's, was... Who's that dude that wanted to take a photo of these two kids? And he swore. Oh, yeah. he He's <laughs> a... Um, I think he's an influencer. He's on Instagram and stuff, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and he says, yeah, he tells the um, the guy, he tells the guy not to swear in front of his mum. Like, just calls him Māori, and then he apologises. But I was like, bro, that's not man. It's the kids these days, eh? They're pretty polite these days, eh? Oh, you hope to, man, yeah, but <laughs> I'm calling him out. Yeah. And uh, oh, the last one is that, um, pay attention to the guys he's following. So, you know, when you have a GoPro on your bike and he's following someone in front of him, yep. but then a car is obviously moved onto the biker's lane. And as he slows down, because he's caught up to his mate in front, and he's telling them, they're telling the car off, like, watch out, man. 
But then the guy in front on his bike gets in front of the car. He almost hits them. But then he hits the guy in front of him on the bike. <laughs> so that's got to be Ava Leo. <laughs> what was that cost, 40? He calls him a fucking idiot, eh? He's even saying, pay attention, pay attention. Then he sorters his mate in yeah. front of him on his bike. <laughs> so who we, who who we got uh, voting for, guys? Who's the votes? The fish guy, eh? Yeah. yeah I'm the, fish guy. the fish guy and the guy on the bike and the guy on the chair. I think all of them, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy on the chair, yeah. That's health and safety. What else? Don't do. Yeah, oh. Shout out to this little kid, man. He told that guy, the influencer, don't swear in front of his mummy. <laughs> Man, I think I deserve a, a chocolate bar. <laughs> so, well, boys, um, oh, you gonna say something? I watched um, was it the Hunger Games movie last night? Me, yeah, I went out with my wife. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Hunger Games, that's the prequel. Eh? The, yeah, the ballad and so, oh, something. Yeah, how the late... bad guy went bad or something. Yeah, it was yeah, good, man. Like, because I'm not really like I'm usually just straight like sporting documentaries and. Things like that, so I don't usually like anything else. <laughs> but it was a good story, man. Like, I I didn't know where it was going because like a lot of movies are really predictable, you know. But I didn't I didn't know where it was going and stuff like that. So, I mean, I hadn't read the books and stuff too. So, that nah, was good. That was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I think it was like the yeah Hunger Games something, but it was a good movie. I recommend it. Eh? Just um, it was like good imagination one, good storyline. I enjoyed it. It was something different. It was something different, not the usual predictable storyline. So, nah, how's the movies? Was, was was it packed in the movies? Nah, nah, nah. There was it wasn't that packed, but hmm. but now nah, I enjoyed it. I surprisingly enjoyed it today because we've we've been the last few movies we've been we've been a bit disappointed, but that was a good one. Yeah. Storyline, man. If, whoever wrote, who wrote, whoever wrote it, eh? It's cool, man. It's really creative, eh? Creative. I haven't seen any of the Hunger Games, but um, they good. They're pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them though. But I watched this one because it's like a prequel, way, like. Yeah, it's like before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, before, yeah. yeah. But it's good. No, I recommend it, eh? I recommend it, especially yeah. like if you either you like writing and stuff, like you oh, can yeah. see it's like it's got like some good storyline, like creative stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. You can see the writing involved mm. in the story, yeah. It's pretty cool. Have you watched anything else on uh, Netflix or anything like that? Nah, I'm still just working for my Derek Jeter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah How so many episodes is that? I think it's like seven. So I think I've got... Oh, like, yeah. I think, got, oh, I think we're six now. I think we've got one one, one or two more to go. Mm. But um, yeah, that one that, that one's really good as well. So I'll, I'll finish that in the holidays. And... Um, yeah, any other sporting one you guys recommend? Because I'm I'm into the sporting ones there. Um, there's a lot on Disney Plus. If you got Disney Plus, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of um, those um, Thirty Four Thirties. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna watch that car one because eh? I don't know much about cars. I like learning about sports. I don't know, but I heard a few oh. people recommend it. The the Formula One one. Yeah. What's it called again? Um, I watched season one. Yeah. It's good, was it man. good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Quite good. a few people said it was good, so I'll probably watch that next. Um, yeah. Because Formula One is probably a sport I, n- I never understood. Yeah, same as me. Yeah, like why wouldn't see cars go round and round? You know, but, <laughs> but it gets into the details of it. Like, like why, why yeah. these cars are so expensive, and what these um, what these um teams have to do. Yeah, like yeah. it's millions of dollars, man. 
if you know a little bit about about yachting, the America's Cup, how the, all these teams put their money into it and all the science behind it, it's yeah. the same sort of thing in Formula One. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. part is interesting. And the competitiveness of, on what they have to do to win. Because these teams, man, it's not just the driver, man. It's the whole team. Yeah. And yeah. they get pissed off if they lose, man. Or they, you know, if things go wrong. Yeah. Like they blame it on the team. Nah, it sounds like me. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I it's watch, all that I, kind of stuff. It's yeah, all I that kind that of stuff. After Dirk Jeter one. Yeah. Because there was a scene where um they fucked up the um, pit stop. Yeah. But they did it twice in a row. Yeah. But it was the same mistake. Yeah. And that guy who did the wheel, who fucked up. He was nervous as because he, he knew he knew because he stopped he had to, the first time. Yeah, and he did it again like same mistake the second time, and they they, they lost the race. And man, he knew and he was he had anxiety because he had to talk to the boss like the you know the he had to talk to the manager like yeah. <laughs> and man, he grew to me. He's like fuck, <laughs> choker, choker. But it's good, man. There's all that kind of stuff yeah, behind yeah, the yeah. scenes and. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Nah, mm. Check that out. Yeah, next up. What about yeah. you guys? What have you guys been watching? How about you, Yash? I mean, how about you, Alex? Um, oh man, just to touch on your your um movies, I've I've been a, um I've been like a car enthusiast, like 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 the oh, legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, WRX and all that. Yeah, from like the Tommy Mackinnon days from when he used to he used to drive for um Mr. Bushy. But bro, they're cool, man. Like yeah. the science behind. Oh, the technicality around like the pit stops, especially rally. I reckon rally is a lot better if you watch it, yeah. Because like every 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 frame is different, and usually like a minute and a half to two minutes in between, then watching the next driver come through. And so now, nah, if you watch track stuff, I think the most like TV I ever enjoyed watching track stuff was when they used to race here, Bukowski and um, and Bathurst, hmm. like when Peter Brock was racing. Yeah, I used to love watching that, man. Watching because, like, when the game came out, when it came out on um PS, PS2, then you could like race the ghost car, yeah, and you could actually have like some of those old drivers' ghost tracks, um, car while you're driving it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's it'll show how that car will be driven, then you can try and beat the time. All oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You watch it enough, then you have a good appreciation for the different models, especially yeah. in Holden's. Yeah, I've always been a Holden freak, man. Like, yeah, just the science and the and then the turn of like um, how fast they went from going from the one one nut um, change on cars, like before back in the days, to change like five five studs off the car, to eventually just going to one. But then how much time they'd save going from sixty second pit stops to like forty five to twenty five uh, seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you only watch the um, the supercars, bro, the supercars is a different level, bro. It's way different level. Because like there's a speed limit in the zone you can't go above. When you watch them go from like 40 miles per hour coming out of the lane, then it's like 60 and you can't, you know, you can't breach the time. Otherwise, you get a penalty. But that shit's cool, man. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Wrong career, eh? <laughs> <laughs> an engineer. Man, I hope watched a whole bunch of movies this week, man. It's been really oh, good. Yeah. It's been really good. So I'll go down the list. So I first watched on Netflix a movie called it's an old movie. It came out in seventy eight, I think, or seventy seven. It's called All the President's Men and it stars um Dustin Hoffman and um what's his name? I forgot his name. The guy from um uh Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Robert Rifford. All right. It's got Robert yeah. Rifford. Yeah. But have you have you seen have you seen those stories where people 
got people um if you ask someone how come you're in this profession what made you become this profession so oh man i watched this movie oh i watched this movie called blah 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 and that one made me become who i am this those movies because it's a story about um the, the Watergate scandal i don't know if you guys know about that it's when um it's when the republicans um went into the democrats headquarters and tried to bug it to try and spy on them you know and they got caught they got caught from the security yeah. and they got arrested there were seven guys and they found out they were from the cia and they were working for um uh president president um nixon at the time too many sevens too many yeah <laughs> so they got in trouble and president nixon he resigned but because of that you know for spying but the story is about the the reporters that that um were on the the story and it was there it was because of their investigation and their story that led to the president being um uh resigned so he was the first president to be t- to resign from from office directly because of that of that um of that break-in and because of these two reporters who played by robert Redford and dustin hoffman who attacked the story and found out a lot of things the the movie's cool because it if you ever want to be a, a journalist, I can see you've watched this film, it'll make you want to be one. Because it's like, because all this film is, is just them trying to piece together the, the, the story. Just finding information, ringing up people, getting information, and building the story for their newspaper. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I think I've heard of that movie. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I've heard of it. Mm. I've seen it, yeah, yeah. So is that one, and then I saw on, on Netflix, came out last week, um, Leave the World Behind. And man, that was a good movie, man. It was a good movie. It's a freakish movie. So it's like it's it's like a it's like a mystery. You don't know what, you don't know really what's going on, but you're supposed to feel like that because what's going on around the world is there there is a big um cyber attack. So hackers have gone into the system of every of the internet. They shut down the internet of the whole country, whole of US of A. Shut down all the the satellites and all the. So if you if you think of the GPS, GPS is shut down. So that means the planes all all crash. Yeah. Because the GPS shut down, and all the um. And all the ships, they go off course. So nothing gets um, delivered, the internet's down. So it's what happens to humans when the internet's down. You can imagine all the kids will be like, don't know what to do, eh? Lost. No, lost. Everyone will be lost. So that, that's the background of, of the movie. But the but the story is is what happens to a certain family that have kids and, you know, there's no, no more internet. What do you do as a human now when you've got no technology at your disposal anymore you go back to the old ways right but what is the old ways no one remembers what it's like what's it like to have no internet oh, that's a good thought eh? you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like but the, the thing is the interesting thing is that humans don't don't like each other because of that. they don't know how to interact with each other mm. yeah yeah so that's the like the sort of so sort of the crux of the story that's sort of like what's happening now we eh? yeah like not on that that type of level but just on a smaller level, because hmm. you see a lot of the newer kids are not knowing how to communicate properly with each other yeah, or yeah, socialize, yeah. you know. So it's it's not as big as that, obviously, but it is happening on some sort of level. <clears throat> yeah, hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's um, it's got some pretty cool set pieces. So some of the scenes are are, are mean. Hmm. So that's um, leave the world behind. That one I watched. Another movie I watched is also on Netflix. It's called um, it's called it's called Fair play. It's an interesting one. It's about a uh, a couple that work on on Wall Street. Now they're a couple, but no one knows because <laughs> because they um 
in in this they were in this relationship at that they met at their workplace, but no one in their work knows that they're in a relationship. But they have to keep it like that because you know it's like a it's, it's not a thing. That, that happens a lot, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but right, but these anyway. two keep it a secret. Yeah. Now they're at the bottom end of so they're so they're like the um they're like the workers in this um in this Wall Street firm. And then, so she overhears a conversation in the, in the office next door that the guy she's seen, he's about to get, um, he might get a, a, pro- a promotion, right? So because they're having this affair, they go meet each other home and she, she, she tells him that I overheard a conversation that you're going to get promoted. Congratulations. And he's so happy. He's so happy. And then, but then the next day she gets the promotion and, 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 and so she comes home to him. And she's reluctant to tell him the news that she got the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, she tells him, and he's sort of like, "Oh, yeah, no, that's cool, that's cool." But then she doesn't know that he's 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 jealous. Yeah. So so from then on, the movie's about them. They how their relationship sort of breaks down because he's resentful. He didn't get the job, and she's like moving up in the world, sort of thing. And their relationship gets affected, and their work life gets affected. Oh, yeah, so it's all like that. So, so that's called Fair Play. You watched a few good movies then, mate. Three. Yeah. I, I like movies that got to do with um, human nature, like how how the environment can change that affects human nature, you know? Mm. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. here, here you have a couple that's working with each other that are going out with each other. Yeah. And how the situations affect their relationship. Yeah. And their personality. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It gets. It gets real. It's real brutal way. Because yeah. he get. He gets real jealous, and you can see it. And, you, and I sort of man, I felt that too in parts of my life back then. You know, like I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, understand. Yeah. You know, I can understand where he comes from, but I also understand it's wrong. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, you should just leave that job and go work somewhere else. You know. I'm better than but, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of thing <laughs> in the corporate world. Is that, but yeah, man, and just like um, leave the world behind because it's it's human, it's um human behavior, say eh, that change because the internet's down. Yeah, yeah. and it's well, like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's good. What, what, what do you guys think about like um, I was talking to my wife on the way home, like about Hunger Games because you got to like kill people to survive. Yeah, like, what do you do that or do you find try to find another way? I think it's kill or be killed, right? Yeah. Because I was like, because the guy did a few, few sneaky kills, and you know he carries on life like nothing happens. And she was like, "Yeah, but he could have done another." I was like, "I saw no problem with what he did. You know, he did what he had to do in my eyes." But she was like, "Oh no, that wasn't right." You know, what do you guys reckon? No nah, man, he do, he do the opposite of what you just said. Was... <laughs> <laughs> and because like this man, like um, I wake up a guy he didn't want to kill uh, a lizard. Yeah. And he explained to me, he was Indian, and he was he was a Hare Krishna, and he said, "But what if that that lizard has babies and they're waiting for him? Who am I to do that, bro? That stuck with me for a long time, man." And like, what if the lizard was trying to kill you? No, no, it was a, it was a baby lizard. <laughs> he was I, saying, all right. Yeah, I wouldn't kill a baby lizard. I'm just saying, yeah, if something's trying to kill me, yeah, it was just trying to survive. Right. right, it was just trying to survive. But when it comes to humans, bro, because you'll 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 be you probably lose sleep, man. 
and you'll be <laughs> you won't be fit for your your um your family, you know. Because like you know, if they make movies about it and like what people think or go through, and like you watch it and you're affected by it, imagine if you've done that for real. So you have to have no soul to sort of to fall into that world. Yeah. But this is like not like now, like I guess the the setting is that you know there's stuff going on in the world. You know what I mean? Like because this is from the movie, and mm. you know they, yeah. So it's basically if someone is trying to kill you, you would you kill them to survive type of thing? Yeah, if you had a gun to your head, yeah, your your natural instinct is to fight them off. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just interested in the, the chat, eh? <laughs> you know, but, it's the whole thing. If you're dead, you can't do anything. Yeah. So, and if it was a, between the choice between you or the other guy, you have to yeah. choose the other guy. Yeah, because well, the guy, he, he's like, the first guy he kills, he carries on like nothing happened. Almost like he's a little bit guilty and then he carries on. Then the second guy is a little bit thing, and then the third he's starting to go a bit, it's starting to get to him, like he said, let's. But the third yeah. one, it's starting to... He, and, he, and that sort of leads into the like the next movie, I think, where he he gets a bit cold, you know. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. by by the end of the movie, he's a bit he's different, eh? He's different because of what he's done. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. eh? How the, the human nature. The first one, it didn't really, and then just over time, yeah, it got to him. I guess maybe yeah, he was losing sleep or something like that. Yeah. No, no, but you just. You just reminded me of what I watched last week on Sunday after the pod. Like, you know how you said you watched those um those little short films of what's happening in the Chambers camps? Like, under, like in my search, um, search web on the TV, I have that, and then I have, like, RNZ, and then whatever is, like, new. But Tsang Tsapasifika put up a new um, Royal Commission video. It was fresh, like, literally hours after we got off on our um, EOTC last week. <coughs> and it just explained who they were, like as a as a as a um, governing body. So it's made up of people, like I think it's a few, like say if there's twelve people, there's like more than half of them in Pacifica. But then they've been diving into some of these cases that have been coming forward, and this is the um, Uwairaka house that housed all those boys. So in their care were kids who um, between the ages of ten and twelve. Who their parents either didn't want them or they were playing up and they had no they they, they didn't fit the foster care. So that man's pretty brutal way. It's two brothers, man. Two brothers were abusing their own home and the dad didn't want them. So that I I felt sick after watching it. But it's a powerful way, like um I think one of them said it's been forty eight years, forty eight years since he had set up at Obairaka Park. Um in past episodes of Empty Out the Clip, I've spoken about that guy Fekke, who was a King Cobra. He um he was part of that um all gang members funnel that had the Royal Commission talk about all the patch members who had all that stuff done to them in state care. Um, yeah, this docker is just about two brothers and a lady, and they talk about their experience and this what happened to them, and it's just sad, man. Such a sad watching. I think the most powerful thing I took away from watching that was that. Sometimes the sometimes in your own home it can be the most unsafest place for some, you know, because these two boys they um yeah 
it was like someone in their family had done done whatever to the both of them while they were in the same room and they both wear the scars you know they didn't have um yeah like they hadn't spoken about it for all their time being alive up until this point and when they sat in front of the royal commission on um, board either i think uh, they would have got compensation but it's just sad like how they had to relive and share some of the experiences they really a lot of the, a lot of those kids, man, that were housed in that place, man. Fuck, man, some of the stories, hey, it's like, it's like a horror film. Yeah. Mm. Especially when, because um, these two brothers and they speak about, because um, one of them, he shares like how um, one of the, um, I think they call him like a housemaster, but he was obviously just a member of staff. He had a he had an appetite for La Poa kids, and that's all he done, man. He just raped them every fucking every time he could and when he was on his shift and when he got bored he make the kids fight you know and like he make these kids fight and beat each other up and like you know he always tried to go easy but then he got picked on from the housemaster if he was taking it easier on the new kids i don't know man all that stuff that's being um shared and like it's cool that some of speakers using the platform to sort of get their stories out there but yeah, for them mate it must be healing eh? just be able to share it hmm. and like know that Someone was listening, but it's just sad that they've waited more than 30 plus years eh, just to get a response from a government um, office like that. Yeah, it's a heavy um, thing to carry in. Shucks, yeah. I mean, the two brothers who were sexually assaulted in their own home, like for them to open up about it, it's like they must have done, like just hearing them talk about it, like for them and their older brothers, I think they're like 10 years apart, but the older brothers like saying, share it because like, you know, at least it's out. Because if you keep keep it to yourself and you let it eat away at you, you'll never be content with anything, you know? Fucking, it's, it's just sad. Like, the younger brother was like, fuck, I want to get out of here. I hate this place already, you know? I don't want to ever come back here again. But it's just cool, like, he went and faced his demons, you know? But, yeah, that's what I watched last week. I was like, fuck. That's, that's good, Because eh? that's the... It's not the first time the story's come out, eh? So it's good they're repeating it, repeating it, because people have to know, eh? Oh, yeah, You man. know, there's Absolutely. been podcasts about this. There's been... I think... Scribe's dad, he um, yeah. he, had, he had a play, he had a play about it. Yeah. That's been going around back back then, but yeah, man, these these stories uh, are still going out, and it's good to see. It's good to see that Second Pacific is doing it again, yeah, but adding more stories to it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, because it can't be, it, it can't be said and just forgotten, man. It should just yeah. be reminded well, all the time. That, uh. yeah. that burden, bro, for them to carry something like that, and then. For their own family to look at them and be like, what a fucking, you know? Like, fuck, if there's obviously a whole wing of kids who were going through it, shit, there's something wrong. But nah, it's, it's cool that, yeah, they actually got some closure from going up to the to the site and just being like, fuck, man, what a what a horrible place. No, it's a park, eh, you know? They turned that old stomping ground up there into a park. Is that where the basketball court is and all that? I think it's called Oiwairaka Reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that where it used to be? Yeah, there was a... Would it have been Fastakea? It's like the... um, Yeah, because it started off pretty random, but where the Falisamoa is in Mangri, they've got one there. They had a spot there as well. It used to to house all the naughty kids. And I remember there was that talking about the Samoan lady used to beat the kids up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I forgot. I forgot what it was called. I think it was like something like shame. It's our history, you know. So yeah, man, it's cool to see something like like you've heard about 
actually, you know, get recorded and then you sort of get an understanding of what was what the situation was. Obviously, yeah, they need to do more, are we? Yeah. So, boys, um, we're coming to a close, but we'll just fill in a food review. Anyone got a food review? Because I've got one. No. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, yeah. Okay. If you guys like dumplings, i got a place oh, called you. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Use Dumplings Kitchen. It's in uh, Lincoln Road. You know where they, um, the Burger King is on Lincoln Road? Oh, and yes. Then, the back yeah, yeah, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the right-hand side, you got those block of shops with um, yeah. Burger Fuel. Yeah. Well, at the front, yeah, you got the you. chicken place in the front. Next to that is Use Barbecue Chicken. I mean, sorry, Use Dumpling Chicken. It's not the Chinese barbecue chicken at the end next to the yeah. meat shop. It's the other end of that, of that block of shops. So Use Dumpling Kitchen, fried pan dumplings. I'm talking about the the pork chives and shrimp. Fifteen dollars. Get a whole plate full, and you get your soy sauce. Dip it in, eat it, bro. Yum, mate. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> and and you get it with um. I got it with kung pao chicken, sweet and sour chicken. That was seventeen, seventeen bucks, and a can of uh, Coke Zero. So. That is a nice meal, man. Nice. And nice. I've been to nice places with with fried pan pan fried dumplings. There's some shit ones. There's some good ones. This is one of the good ones. Oh, nice. This is one of the the good ones. Rating mm. those rating. Out of five, I give it three and a half. Ooh. Three and a half out of five. So that's use Y U E S use. I think it has, that's how you pronounce it. Use dumpling innocent. On the camera. Man, it made me hungry. <laughs> man, the last time I had dumplings, man, I had like gout the next day. <laughs> okay, boys, uh, still some last words. Um, do you want to go first, Yash? Uh, I've just been thinking, um, no, I've just been trying to, what is it, eat? Oh, my wife's been trying to eat well and then sort of like, oh, yeah, I better try to eat a bit better. I mean, it's a sort of a bad time of the year to start, but. I guess there's no really good time, eh? So I've just been trying a little bit, a uh, bit better than usual. Maybe the last week, week or two, nothing crazy, just like some little stuff. <clears throat> Try to get um, shredded, shredded again. It's been a long time <laughs> since then, but like thinking about the body, like because before it was mainly like trying to get performance, like hit numbers, like weights, things like that. Now, nah, man, I just want to get in shape again. Get in shape like good shape and then by thinking about the body it made me think about my mind like i was like man like i want to get i guess like less stress eh? less like more um yeah just like moving to henderson like intermediate was a good part like so i'm in less traffic um you know pick up and drop off so easier so i'm just thinking like less stress or less you know, forgive people, like, don't be but like, more like the mental sort of stuff of, like, that tires you out. So I'm just, yeah, I guess that's sort of my encouragement for the listeners, like, um, try to make your lifestyle easier, like, mentally, um, like, whether it's traffic or if you haven't forgiven someone, um, if you're stressed at work or whatever, like, try to figure things out. Like, just to not, like, carry stuff, because I feel like I just want to be light hey, you know what I mean like light mentally type of thing so I'm just trying to think of like different ways if, or if something like uh, maybe I'm not really I'm ignoring 
or not addressing, just trying to like address things. Yeah, so that's sort of like my thing lately. Like, it started with the body, and then I was like, you can't just focus on the body. I'm like, do that, but then also like be free in the mind as well. So, because I'm just seeing like some people getting sick and stuff like that, who like eat well and like exercise a lot. So I'm like, it must be in the you know stress or resentment or bitterness or something like that that's sort of affecting their health. You know what I mean? Like if they're ticking the boxes with like other areas in terms of like activity and that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try to like eat better and still stay active and stuff, but also like um, be free in the mind, free light and agile in the mind. Yeah, those are I guess these are my last parting words for this week. Because me, mm-hmm. if you know me, man, I'm always looking out on on anything that I'm reading and always trying to find something. But um, just this week, I was just having a little um reflect on on life and then my upbringing compared to how I brought up my girls and stuff. And a little bit of it was sort of bought on um probably listening to a few podcasts as well and just thinking about like the head start that I've been given or I've been able to give my girls, my kids. But yeah, I found something that it sort of like just sums up like appreciating your life, you know. So here's ten things that I've found, and I thought to myself, man, I should share this on the pod. So um, if you have a roof over your head, you ate today, you have a good heart, you wish good for others, you drink, you have clean water, someone who cares for you, you strive to be better, you have clean clothes, you have a dream, and you're breathing. Be thankful for the little things, for they are the most important. So my final words is just, nice. man. Yeah, like it's like just something carrying on from what you're saying also is to travel light, eh? Travel mm-hmm. light. Um, one thing I used to always do was like file a lot of stuff in my bag and at the end of the week go through the stuff that doesn't need to be in there. Yeah, yeah. Apart from my asthma part, my wallet and my keys. Yeah. Like nice. that's good. Good. And they carry light. Step into a space, think of I'll be um true gratitude, like be appreciative of people with their time and in their support. I like all good things, man. Like I love being part of this pod, man. I love being part of the network, man. I love the work that Ken's puts out. Mm. I love for the time that Yash puts in some Akira. I love for the time that he comes down here and has a good yarn. Like, you know. <laughs> or just something that I think we can all um sort of do is just pinch ourselves, man, and just breathe. Breathing's free, man. Breathing's beautiful. And if you can, man, go up to a nice flower in the garden and just have a smell of it, man, because life is good. So and I appreciate um the time boys and yeah nice. man shout out to eric and others it's been a minute since we've seen each other but um yeah, yeah nice. before to what the what the new year and, and, the, and the christmas break brings you know what it is shout out so nice. and you're right man shout out to us over there i've seen watching the stories man the guys enjoying his kids in uh, australia i was thinking man man should have done that ages ago if you listen, us, you shouldn't be there long time ago, man. What the hell you been doing over here, man? I'm happy for you, also. I'm happy for you over there with your kids, man. That's where you should be, man. It looks like you got good weather now, you know. <laughs> so pretty good. Um, yeah, man. I think got two more episodes of Back on the Month Three Five. I'm dropping one tonight. Um, my guest was uh, DJ Six Five One. It's be uh, his third time on the pod, so it's good to have a uh, catch up. With, also and he's been busy man he's been busy man this whole year doing doing shows here and in australia he just got back from from brisbane with um two other guys from here dj reminisce and one other guy i forgot but they're on a yacht over there in brisbane 
doing a show on a yacht. So it was a, that was a pretty cool story. But now, man, that drops tonight. I'm gonna drop that tonight. This DJ Six Five One episode. All right, that's us, boys. Thanks for coming on. Always appreciate you guys' input and coming on the podcast and, and sharing and talking about what's going on in the week. Are we gonna wrap this? We're we gonna do our last for the year, or are we gonna do the last for for Christmas, or how many episodes do? How, how long is our break? How long are we gonna have a break? <laughs> three weeks, three week break. Three week break. Oh uh, yeah. Week. So last episode when? Next week or? Uh, back on one three five. Um, connection one eh? Oh yeah, no, we got back on one five with you guys, but we're gonna have an MTL clip last one for the year. When when's that? And then three week break. Does that gap after? Was it Christmas Eve? Is it between Christmas and New Year's or nah? Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, there's that little gap, like 7, 27, 28, 29, 30, somewhere in between there, eh? Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 27, 28. Oh, yeah, yeah. That week, 30. that last week. Yeah, somewhere, oh, the, somewhere. The, the, we could do plus, one then, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the end of the year, then three, three, three week break. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. All right, boys, you know what it is, man? Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>